Hi, my name is Jen Lally. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Stress Bucket Solutions. I've got another client interview for you today, and I don't want you to say too much again, because um, Chris, who I'm speaking to today, she introduces herself really, really well. So not really much for me to say. I really appreciate any of my clients sort of coming on for interview. I do appreciate, you know, how confidential things are, but um And so you'll notice I don't go into too much detail about the exact issues, especially with Chris, totally, you know, appreciate they don't want to delve into that or or talk about that necessarily. But it's more to give you an idea of the process that maybe some of the thoughts and feelings that going through your mind at the moment about considering any type of therapy, but in particular solution focused work, I like you to hear the voice from my clients. So I'm just going to jump straight in. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Hi, Chris, thank you so much for joining me in my recording today about your experience with solution focused therapy. Uh, do you want to just introduce yourself and, and let, tell us a little bit about you? Oh, cracky. Where do I start? <laughs> I know. I was, I was thinking that when I asked the question. <laughs> yeah, my name's Chris and uh, currently um, I'm married to my wife, Lynn. For, uh, we've been together about 24 years. Finally got around to getting married about two years ago. So uh, she said it was about time. So uh, I did my, did my thing. So nice family time in Edinburgh, which everybody enjoyed. And then uh, latterly, the last sort of, um, well, 12 years now, I've been working at Visit Scotland, um, doing their equality, diversity and well-being. And um, well, the funny thing is, I came on a six month contract about 12 years ago and I'm still here. So I figured they probably <laughs> like what I do. So I'm hanging in there. Yeah, so, that's good for a six month contract. Keeps me out of mystery. But uh, <laughs> prior to that, um, yeah, got a strange history, really, because um, my first job, believe it or not, was uh, I was actually a minister in the Church of England. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so um, but then uh, I uh, left that behind and went to work in the civil service in the UK government mm-hmm. and did that for about 33, 34, 35 years. Um, and during that time, I did quite a bit of work around uh, training and HR and everything else. So I did some training on um counselling, um, bereavement counselling and everything else. So I did quite a bit of work um, supporting and I was working for Relate for a while as well on mar- the old marriage guidance now called Relate. So uh, because my colleague in East London at the time was the chair of the East London branch and they didn't have any counsellors who were gay um, or lesbians. So she said to me, Chris, um, can we borrow you for a couple of evenings a week? So I said, yes, of course. Um, although I cancelled, um, uh, you know, uh, straight couples as well as gay couples, but they didn't have anybody. So it yeah. just gave them the option of having somebody, somebody who had that Brilliant. probably just greater level of understanding um, sometimes, especially when it's um, things about coming out yeah. and sort of, uh, people's reactions either at work or home and family. So um, it was that sort of experience that I brought to it. So, yeah, yeah I just um, I love love working at Visit Scotland. It's probably the best place I've worked ever. I think it's very, Brilliant. very, very supportive. And um, the, the HR team I work in are brilliant. And hopefully um, we've um, survived the last 18 months, two years, I've been well. But been funny thing is I was saying to my, uh, my colleague this morning, it's probably the busiest we've been in the last 10 years, the last 18 months, yeah. uh, supporting people and, and doing things, especially yeah. on the health and wellbeing yeah. stuff that I do now. So, I mean, so And that's how we first met, didn't we, Chris, when you wanted to put on an event that I came and did a talk uh, on my, my stress bucket talk didn't we and it was at the national museum wasn't it as well it was a lovely yeah. lovely event yeah well, my colleagues uh, vicky and i think helen in marketing brought you in and that's when i first met you and we had a chat 
yeah. then we kept in touch after that. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, this latterly, I've um, been asking mm-hmm. to help us with some work around um, uh, sort of counselling and, and, and mm-hmm. uh, grief and everything else. So we've mm-hmm. done quite a bit. So uh, we're not letting you out of our sights now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did a good 11s uh, a few weeks ago and people really loved it. Yeah. So we're hoping to uh, do some more in the new year um, yeah. sort of around resilience yeah. and uh, building people up. And then knowing how like dynamic you are, Chris, and all your knowledge around counseling and things, I was, you know, um, sort of surprise is not the right word, but I felt very privileged that you got in touch with me on a personal level recently as as well. And you wanted some solution focused therapy with me. Could you explain to people listening what that was about and and why you got in touch with me? Yeah, well, I'd I'd had a bereavement of late uh, last year and. of a very good friend and a kind of um you know they what they say counselor you know um, what it says in the bible physician heal thyself well you can't and um i thought i'd coped with it quite well but um hadn't really mm-hmm. and then obviously um i decided then that in order to sort of listen to myself because i tell other people to do this <laughs> so i think well and I, I was looking around and i'd spoken to you before and i remembered your talk at the museum and i thought you know that that's a different different type of, of, of looking at stuff because there's counseling you go over the issues you talk about it you help people come to terms with it and move on but looking at what you were offering on the solution focused therapy was very different and I thought that's a really good idea and I thought well let's give it a go let's uh, let's talk to Jen and see how it goes because I just thought and I wasn't you know I was came with an open mind and um, what you did was was amazing and really impressive and I've I've really benefited from it and I when I first came on that time, when you first talked, I was, I wasn't skeptical, but I thought, hmm, when you first started talking about how it was going to work, I thought, yeah, I'm not sure. And it's always, it's always probably more difficult for you having to take on someone who's got a counselling experience because um, it's, you know, it's like me talking to somebody else. I, I've, I've actually counselled counsellors and they, they're always saying, yeah, but <laughs> you think, well, actually, I, I'm counselling you at the moment. So you're, you're, you're a customer, so you're a client, but um, in the nicest way. But it, I, I found you really helpful. I found your approach really refreshing and it was new and it moved me forward much quicker than I thought. And um, focusing on the good things, focusing on the, I like, I like the part when you say to us, if you woke up the next morning and we have figure from one to 10, how we're feeling as you do. And uh, you said to me, if you woke up tomorrow and we're a nine, how would you feel? And I thought, that's great. And as you know, I can talk for England or Scotland um so when you set me off on what would you do if you were a nine um I started talking about writing things down doing doing maps drawing maps mind maps and you said to me yeah okay thank you that's that's enough now <laughs> so you were saying that they were quiet so it was it was that kind of positive stuff which really yeah. got which really got me into that and I thought that is really really useful and that's one of the reasons why because of my own personal experience why I wanted to share it with some of my colleagues in Visit Scotland because there was um had some issues of late which I won't go into but it's just I think it'd be really helpful for them to hear that message and to understand how how best to approach it and to talk to you about it um you know and for you to come and do that talk to give them that understanding uh, which I think is brilliant so yes thank you yeah oh it was, it was a pleasure and wh- when I was asking you to stop talking it was only because then we wanted to drill down to some detail you could have gone off on 20 different tangents and I thought let's let's drill down on one tangent and yes. you, you'd by by that time you'd already told me something really interesting I was like oh I want to explore that idea a bit more yeah, so it yeah. was just to bring you back to that 
but yeah. how quickly you said you noticed changes fairly quickly yeah. how quickly could you say that you started to notice changes and what were those changes do you think um I think probably after probably two or three weeks um because at the time as you know I told you before I I go running every morning or I did until I tore the cartilage in my knee uh which which obviously came around at the same time so it was quite useful actually talking to you because it meant I couldn't run for a few weeks so I was having to do other things but it was out when I was out running I think on the second week after we'd spoken before I tore my cartilage um I was running and there was bits of that run I was feeling a bit I remember going through something which reminded me of somebody and something and you have that sort of oh feeling but of course at that point I said no this is going to be a good run and I'm going to enjoy this run and exactly what you say this is going to be a good day I'm going to say and I remember standing on on one of the uh, by the sea because I unfortunately I live by the sea which is which is really nice very fortunate and I remember looking out to sea saying no this, this is going to be a good day this is going to be a positive day and I'm going to turn this around. And that made me feel so much better. And that's when I realised, I think, for the first time, that it was it was changing because it was, re- it was like telling the brain, come out of the primitive brain into the intelligent brain. And 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 I because I was sceptical, I didn't, didn't know how that worked. I wasn't sure yeah. how that would work. But actually doing that that morning showed me it did work, um, yeah. which was great. And yeah. uh, that's, I guess that's where it started. Brilliant. And, uh, it's carried Brilliant. on. In very similar vein because obviously I was walking rather than running after a while because I couldn't run on my knee but uh, I'm back running well I was running again until I got a very bad cold this week but I've been I've been been running again and it's it when I go past that spot every time it reminds me now of that positive experience and not and not the feeling of of grief I guess good good w- was there anything that you found particularly challenging in our therapy Chris I mean I always try to promote the fact that you know solution focused therapies should be enjoyable the sessions yeah. however you know when people come to me initially with their overflowing stress bucket it can be quite challenging was there anything you remember feeling quite challenged by with, with something I was asking or did you feel the process you slipped into the process quite easily I think when you said to me about um and yet I want to, I started telling you about something one more, one, one session. You said to me, no, tell me what good things happened today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, but I had to stop. I had to stop talking about the way I was feeling and, and yes. going backwards and talking about something else, which had happened to me a long, long time ago. And I'm thinking, okay, right. Get off that track. Um, yeah. and that's, it wasn't, it wasn't really challenging in the sense it was hard. It was just different. And I thought, mm-hmm. ah, that's a good idea. So I stopped and started. And then you said to me, I'm going to do this. This is only about the second or third time. So I'm going to do this every time. And I'm going to send you a book to write it in now. Yeah. Because I'm going to write down all the good things that you do. And I started doing that because there was only a few. But now I get to a point where there's so many that I'm getting writer's cramp, you know. So I just <laughs> talk to you instead. So um, I, I, then towards the end of our sessions, I was actually just talking to you because I could remember um, yes. all the good things that happened yeah. because they were there in my head. Yeah, um, it was easy to do that. But at the beginning, it was it was gathering those good things and writing them down does help and and writing Mm -hmm. it down. And you said before, and also writing down things that you want to do in the future. You know, Mm -hmm. where will you when you said to me, where will you be in five years time? That was a bit of a challenge. I'm thinking, where will I be in five years time? Probably retired by then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, hopefully in a a nice villa in Spain somewhere in the sunshine. Lovely. 
but <laughs> but it, it that got me thinking oh yeah. yeah so it was it was that was a bit of a challenge but not not a difficult one but that was probably more of a challenge before but once I started writing again of course then it became easier because yeah. um, yeah. I can once it's a bit like me talking once I start you can't shut me up so once I start writing I can't stop <laughs> No, it, it is a challenge in the beginning. Remember, your stress bucket's overflowing, so your memory is very bad, and we don't yeah. we don't remember the good stuff, do we? No, no. I think that was it, as you said, and I, yeah. that was a new revelation about the stress bucket and, and sleeping. Because I thought, oh yeah, I do wake up at two o'clock in the morning for a while, and uh, yeah. sometimes take an hour to get back to sleep. But um, but that was then, not now. But um, it's and, and did the rec- slept, in the past I always slept very really well. Yeah. Yeah, my, my wife always says to me, you know, you go to sleep at drop of the hat. Um, but at that time, I wasn't. So, uh, did you find the recording helped with that? So, your homework is always, isn't it, to fall asleep to my recording? Yeah, How did yeah. you get on with that? Well, I do. Yeah, I I think um, the way you start your recording about relaxation, about relaxing your body, and then you talk about this walking down these steps. And I think I think generally speaking, I didn't make it to about step six, and I, and I don't remember anything else. <laughs> goes on for about 15 20 minutes after that mm, so yeah. you're just talking to nobody so i'm asleep yeah. by then so yeah, perfect when i first used to do it i used to get to the end every time mm. now um if i use it now which i do occasionally um i'll probably get to about step three yeah <laughs> brilliant that's all we want mm, yeah. good good so and that's the other thing i always give you plenty of tools that I consider are tools for life. So you'll always have the recording. You'll always have the things that I taught you or shared with you. And I'm always at the end of an, an email or a phone, as you know. Yeah. Would you say what's what's the biggest learning you've taken away from our sessions, Chris, that you know you know that you will take going forward, the biggest, easiest thing that, that you think you could take forward quite easily and that you've implemented into your life? I think it's that first thing in the morning, getting up and saying, today is going to be a good day. Because you, you wake up and you start thinking of all the things you've got to do normally and all the, all the difficult things. And I say, I've stopped doing that. So I get up and think, okay, today is going to be a good day. Whatever, whatever happens, it may not all be good in that sense that, you know, things do happen, but I'm going to approach it from that positive angle. I'm going to do it. And it, there are times that it doesn't always work because obviously life hits you and and there are times when you reflect back and, and as you said to me, you will have those moments when you do because, you know, life is not always, always as, as we want it. But those are the, I suppose, the tools that you gave me to do that in, in uh, being valuable. And I hope I can pass those on to other people as well um, to, to help them going forward and use it with the work I'm doing with um, in my role as um, health and wellbeing uh, manager at Visit Scotland. So great it's valuable and obviously um you've come and, and spoken to the team as well which is great and uh, you're not getting away now we're gonna have you back <laughs> no you've got a great team there it's always so interactive isn't it we have lots of questions and lots of discussion don't we yeah they're a great team yeah they're very yeah. very active they always ask lots of questions yeah, yeah. it's um, always good pretty uh, pretty quick and uh, pretty bright yeah. yeah. We, we, and that's opening up the conversation around mental health isn't it as well that's yeah, the way yeah. to do it yeah, and I think yeah. a lot of people don't do that because they're afraid. And I think these last 18 months or so, two years of what we've been through in uh, COVID and lockdowns and things have actually sort of, if anything good came out of it, obviously it's a very, very sad time. But if anything good came out of it is I think is encouraging people to talk and be, yeah. be more open. Yeah. I think people have found that they've had to talk in some ways because um, they've, <laughs> even if you're, in lockdown in, in in your family in a house you've been talking because you've not done you've been together you've not done much else yeah, yeah. 
that's yeah. it we've been forced to be together because there's nobody else to come and see you yeah but, um you know i think it but that's the one thing i think it's helped and people have said to me you know i've um i've learned the value of that now uh, yeah. much better than i did before yeah uh, because and we've encouraged that obviously i've done sessions with visit scotland staff of saying you know please don't sit there and suffer in silence please yeah. please talk please keep talking keep yeah talking. Um, there's so many different solutions now that, that and that's I'm just trying to say look it's not all about solution focused therapy and it's not all about me and the way I do things just find something that works yeah, for yeah. you yeah. um but people are often surprised as you were with the solution focused approach you know looking forward so just you know sort of a final question and I ask this of everyone I've interviewed what would you say to someone thinking about solution focused therapy as a therapy itself and maybe as a therapy with me as well what is it that they need to be aware of um you know it's so you know not all about the good stuff that why should they have solution focused therapy with me but is there something they should be prepared for or do or and you know how much do you recommend it well i solely recommend it for one um and i would recommend it and i have done as you know yes you have (laughs) I've kept you quite busy of late. You uh, have. To be on commission. Okay. I'm going to give you one of those loyalty cards or something. <laughs> they can have a loyalty card, a bit like a Tesco. Tesco yeah. Tesco club card. Club card, a polar bear card or something. Polar bear card. Yeah, I need a, I need a Tesco polar bear card. Um, yeah, other other supermarkets are available. <laughs> and uh, I said for someone with BBC, didn't it? So, uh, yeah, what, I, what was the question? I remind <laughs> what the question was. What, what would you say <laughs> to someone thinking about solution-focused therapy from your point well, of I would, view? I would say, give it a, I would definitely say that it's something which you have to come to, but you have to be honest, you have to be open, prepared to be open and say how you feel, um, but also prepared to, to make that little bit of effort to, 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 to take it on board and to, and to I suppose, if you've been thinking in a particular way for so many years of negatively forecasting things, as you, as you call it, and I've, I've used that term a few times now, um, it's very difficult to get out of the habit of thinking, oh, this is going to go wrong and that, oh, that's going to go wrong. And it's difficult to do that, but you have to prepare to say, I'm going to sit down and I'm, I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, and coming to you has helped me not doing that. And I think it's something, a message which I think people need to, to hear. It's not, it's not pushing under the carpet. It's not pretending that life isn't difficult sometimes. It is. But it's actually giving us tools to cope with it when it is like that, when it does, does do that in a different way, I guess. To, um, and it's, it's a real, if you like, addition to, to counselling that I've, the training that I've done in the past, uh, which was many moons ago now because I'm getting on a bit. Um, but I've refreshed it. And I also do, um, I do workplace mediation as well. Uh, for people and I've found some of the issues that you talk about in solution focused therapy is really useful for mediation for people when we're doing brilliant work with people because it's actually because we do and in in a funny kind of way I was doing it without calling it that really in mediation because we always a part of the the way we do that is to focus on what do you need going forward what do you need to hear from the other person in order for you to for this conflict to be resolved you know what do you need so in a sense exactly what you're saying so in a funny kind of way, it's mirroring that in a, in, in a different way. So I think it's, it's coming, giving it, a, giving it a go, especially with your good self, because you're brilliant. And secondly, <laughs> is to um, become prepared to be honest and open and be challenged. Yeah, mm-hmm. be challenged. Mm-hmm. And also um, to realize that, you know, things will, whatever happens. I, I say this about mediation, I say it about your, um, your therapy. 
I always say to people, if you do mediation, and say people are very skeptical about doing it, oh, I'm not sure about this is going to work. It's just a chat in the room. It's not. It's a process which is very different. I say, think of it like an earthquake. When you have an earthquake, the, the, the tectonic plates, if I can say that word, move in the earth and they get they move around all over the place when there's an earthquake. And, and I'm, I'm told by geologists uh, who I know a couple that they never go back to where they were. They always stay there. So when mediation happens, it intrinsically changes something and they never go back. Now, it may not change it for the outcome you really want. It might not change it for the best outcome. It might just move it slightly, but it changes something intrinsically within a relationship between two, three people or a team of people. But that change enables them to move forward. So I think in a, in a similar kind of way, your solution-focused therapy moves as a tonic plates. And it's up to the people involved, I guess, who, your clients to say, okay, now I can build on that change. But they're never going to go, after the talking to you, Jen, then they'll never go back. They'll always be different. So you'll always look at things differently, no matter what. So, you know, measuring success might be in a very different for different people, which I'm sure it is, and you've found that. But for me, that's that's the best way I can describe it. Does that, does that help? That, Chris, you've just blown my mind. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, in a good way. I've not heard, heard you say that before, but it's it's yeah. you're spot on right. There's a change that's needed and it's about accepting that you do want to change. I and mean, that's one of the questions I ask my clients in an initial phone call. Are you ready to change? Yeah. Do you want something different from this? Do you want a different result? So that that's exactly it. I'm I'm going to leave it on that note, I think, because that's just wonderful. It's like a practice saying tectonic plates. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll practice that one. That's a bit of a tongue twister, yeah. isn't it? Chris I can't thank you enough for recording this with me I mean I could listen to you all day your voice is beautiful uh, I really love listening to you and we, we've had a lot of fun in sessions and things haven't we we had a lot of laughs definitely are yeah yeah no we, we still see each other and um, although we know each other from being in Edinburgh we are going to meet up in person soon yeah, all our all our sessions were online weren't they because of because of lockdown so it just shows how, how well it's worked so uh like i said thank you so much for recording this and i i hope it gives people food for thought i hope it yeah i hope it helps somebody uh, come to you because um uh it's definitely worth it <laughs> thanks okay that's okay i hope you enjoyed that i've I really apologize for the sound levels. They were a little bit up and down. It sounds at some points I'm shouting. I think I was adjusting the volume levels uh, too much. Um, I record this just over Zoom on my laptop, so it's not the highest quality of sound. So I hope um, that you can forgive me for that. But I still hope you enjoyed it. I, I do tend to talk fast. I tend to talk loud. Um, there is a bit of a joke that says, um, I'm not shouting. I'm just Punjabi. So Punjabi people are known to just shout in their normal conversation. And I think, you know, I'm so relaxed with all my clients, but in particular with Chris, I know well now that, you know, I just relax and just go into that kind of mode. So um, I hope you enjoyed that interview. Isn't Chris fantastic? She's so accomplished. She's an MBE, by the way, uh, as well. Just wanted to add that she didn't. She's so humble about that. She never mentions it, but it is Chris MBE. Um, she's just so fantastic with 
all the work she's done throughout her career. So accomplished, so knowledgeable. I learn loads from Chris um, myself. So she's always there to ask advice. And yes, she does have a, a background in counselling uh, as well. Um, so she has that knowledge uh, and her counselling and mediation. She has all this knowledge. Uh, and she was very honest saying, I also need help as well. We all need help. Uh, at some point in our lives. And I was felt very privileged that she reached out to me uh, for that as well. Um, I just couldn't, couldn't be more proud to help her. Um, but yeah, that is another interview from one of my clients. So remember, you can get in touch with me if you've got any questions um, regarding Chris's interview or any of my episodes, please just get in touch. You can send me a direct email if you like, but through all the social media, you can get in touch. I've had some brilliant feedback on the podcast and how it's helping people just listening um, to it. And I try to keep my episodes fairly short and not long. Um, you can also remember join my Facebook group as well. We try to do lots of exercises on there. Uh, I've got lots of resources in social media. All my blogs have lots of information on my website as well. But I hope you've been enjoying the solution focused approach to anxiety, stress and depression. Until next time, take care. Thank you.